by faith. And uh, by the grace of God, I'm learning not to just look at the things that I see in front of me, but to just believe God and move on with the vision. And uh, I'm so grateful for the word that uh, Dave shared this morning. My heart is in it. I believe that's the way God is leading us. And uh, um, I've already instructed my younger brother to look for a land uh, for us to buy over there. And uh, we want to build. And I'm believing God that by the end of this uh, coming year, uh, October, when we go, the church will be there. And we will be starting. I'm going to press on my family members, including Mercy, <laughs> to give towards the building. And I'm believing God for the money to build. It doesn't cost too much to build over there. Um, 4000 well, $10,000 or so. Uh, $10,000, we should be able to get a building there. 15000 we'll get everything ready for it to go. And so I'm believing God to bring the money out of that place uh, to get it built. And, uh, and I'm believing God that we are going to have it there. And the reason why I want that there is uh, we'll be going from here to that place. We have a church here. We have a great church. We have a great church, like David said, over there at Klugin. Good, nice. And, but there is a training ground for people to be sent and to minister. And we're not just one planting just one church. We're going to be planting several. And uh, we'll send our youth pastors there to train. We will send our associate pastors there to train. We will send you there to preach. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and I'm going to be enjoying it. It's going to be a lifetime of fun for me just to see the people of God. I don't have to be there, but you will be there. And I'll be here, you'll be there, come back and share with us what God is doing. And God is going to make the world great. I was sharing with those that came to our home today for new membership class that what they need there is teaching. They need teaching uh, generally when one is doing something and you have a few people in there, there with them, uh, they think it's right. There are certain things that uh, need to be corrected. There are, we have great ministers in the land. But it's a great country. Uh, we have over 140 million people in a state that is, in a country that is just a little bit bigger than the uh, state of Texas. So we have a lot of people to reach. And everyone is not here, here in the world, especially those in the villages. And those are the people I'm believing God to target. You go to the cities, we got great churches and great ministers. But there are deep in the villages where people are still worshiping idols. And we want to send you there. <laughs> That's real mission field. When you come back, you can really tell our church, I have been to the mission field. Amen. <laughs> we have good cities. There are great cities, but there are still villages. And some of them may not have electricity even up till now. But we want to reach out to the world. We'll reach out Cypress. I pray every day for this Cypress area. I pray for this place, and I'm asking God to bring them, all of them out, to find him. But also, I know that the work is not only for Cypress and Houston. It's for the whole world. And we'll start there, and we'll spread out as a church. God can use us. Amen. God can use us. God can use you. That's the lie of, this, of the devil to say, well, just some people. No, every one of us. 
And that's why the Ark Fellowship exists. He's going to use us. Today is Jonathan's birthday. Where is Jonathan? Where is he? He's hiding. Yeah, you can hide, brother. I say. I would love to sing, but uh, you know. <laughs> I need Ruth and Nines to help me. <laughs> and Kim and the rest of them. Uh, today I want to share with you something that I believe will help you. And I pray that God will uh, enable you to understand this. Uh, so that your life and your relationship with God uh, will become better. I believe this will happen if you will. Sometimes you mention, and I'm constantly praying to the Lord, God help people to understand and know, uh, because I know these things work if you put them into practice. You know, Jesus said, those that do the sayings of mine, I will liken them to a wise man that built their house on, on the rock. Is doing, just hearing and, hearing and doing, just coming to church and ministering to the Lord without receiving ministry, which is something you get from the church to use in your own life that will change your life. I believe the word of God will and can change your life. It will. All you have to do is receive it. The word of God will heal you physically. Neutralize the poison in your body. That's destroying you. The word of God can do that. And will do that. And will do that this morning. The word of God has the power to do that. All we have to do is believe and act on it. So I believe this will help you. Because it's helping me in my relationship with God. It's truly helping me. And uh, I want to talk about fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. To fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Now, you cannot accomplish any of your given mission on earth without the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. If it's God-given, you need the Holy Spirit. And every one of us is born into this earth with a mission from God. You cannot find what that mission is without the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. You cannot carry out the mission. You cannot finish the mission without the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. You see, we are in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. We are in the age of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one in charge now. In the Old Testament, God the Father was in charge. If you read the Old Old Testament, all you hear is God said, and God said, that was God the Father. He was at the forefront of God's work, God's redemptive plan. God the Father was at the forefront. Little is mentioned about the Son... Little is mentioned about the Holy Spirit. It was all God the Father. And you worship God the Father. He was in charge. Then when Jesus came, it was the time for the Son. The dispensation for the Son. It was a brief time, but it was for the Son. All you read in the New Testament was Jesus went, Jesus did this, Jesus did that, Jesus went here, Jesus healed. He was all Jesus. 
But you know, Jesus was constantly pointing us back again to the Father. If you see him, he says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And his ministry and his life revealed the Father even more. The disciples had to relate to Jesus in this time. If they had questions, who did they go to? They went to Jesus. If Jesus had said something that they didn't understand, they go to Jesus to, to get answers. If they needed something, they went to Jesus. If they needed to eat, if they needed a miracle, they went to Jesus. They, they knew to go to Jesus. He was in charge. If they needed comfort, they went to Jesus. He did everything for them. But then he left. And before he left, he said, I will replace myself with another man, another person that's equal to me. The Holy Spirit. He will be in charge. The Holy Spirit is the Lord of the harvest. He is in charge today. Just like Jesus was in charge when he was here, the Holy Spirit is in charge today. But what do we do? We worship, we fellowship with the Father. We call on God the Father. We speak to God the Father. We worship God the Father. Was Jesus worshipped when he was here on earth? Yes. Right? Did he say, no, don't worship me, worship the Father? No. He received worship while he was here. We worship the Father. And we call on Jesus, right? We fellowship with Jesus. We talk to Jesus. But do we talk to the Holy Spirit? He's a person. He's God with us. Do we call on Him like we call on Jesus? The disciples called on Jesus, not God the Father, when they had questions, right? I'm not trying to get a new doctrine here, okay? Uh-huh. But I'm trying to help you to understand. You have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He is in charge today. He is the Lord of the harvest. When Jesus said, pray to the Lord of the harvest. Who, who was he talking to? How about himself? No. The Lord of the harvest is the Holy Spirit. If you're going to have a harvest of healing, you need the Holy Spirit. If you're going to have a harvest of finances in your life, great finances in your life, you need the Holy Spirit. If you need a harvest for great relationships in your life, your job, whatever you need, you need the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I have so many things to teach you and to tell you now, but you cannot handle them. But when He, the Holy Spirit is come, He will teach you these things. He is in charge. But we don't fellowship with him. He is just a judicial experience in our life. We don't talk to him. We talk to Jesus. We talk to the Father. But we hardly speak to him. He is the Lord, Holy Spirit. He is equal to God. He is the one in charge. This is his time. He is the Lord. The disciples in their time, they knew that the Holy Spirit was in charge. They knew this is something we're missing. And you need to incorporate this into your life to make it rich experience with God. A daily experience. Jesus said, the Holy Spirit that I will give to you, he will remain with you till the very end. He's going to be in you 
He will teach you. He will guide you into all truth. He's the true teacher. He will take from me and he will reveal it to you. What is he saying? Me means Jesus is the word. He will take from the word. You want to understand God's word? You need the Holy Spirit. He will take from the word that Jesus and he will explain it to you. That's the only way you can truly fellowship with God. He is the Spirit of God. We must allow to in our consciousness. Amen. Allow the Holy Spirit to grow just like Jesus is growing in your consciousness. People stomp their toes and guess what they call? Jesus. Huh? You got problems? Jesus, Jesus. What about the Holy Spirit? We need to talk to him. Jesus is not here anymore. He says, he's going to take my place. Right? I'll give you another helper. That means I'm the helper. Now I'm gone. I'll give you another helper. He will bring you into all truth. Now, when he gives you truth, if he reveals Jesus, the truth to you, and you shall know the truth, and what? The truth will... But who is going to reveal the truth to you? He will reveal, he will take from me and reveal it to you. We need to grow deeper in our consciousness of the Holy Spirit in our lives. He's the one in charge. I think we are missing out a good bit in our relationship with God and in wanderings and not able to believe and really trust and be steady in our faith because we have not come to know him. See, the disciples knew Jesus. He was their friend. Uh Lord, yet, was their friend. Amen? We need to become familiar. A corner you mentioned, that true fellowship, deep fellowship. And I've noticed something as I studied, that those ministers that are fully aware of his presence, they do great things, I mean miraculous things on the earth. All of them. Smith Wigglesworth. Been in here for our time. You know the book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. I haven't seen that book in a long time. <laughs> but I remember that. And in those days I used to wonder, what good morning, Holy Spirit? These men, they can hear his voice. I told the story here, Benny, he was eating somewhere, and they could feel the presence. And he says, he's asking for me. He left his food and went away to his hotel room. He didn't finish his food. He's learned. You become like the one you fellowship with. He is the Holy Spirit. You can't be holy without Him. When you fellowship, it's not about sin and trying to get out of sin. It's about fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. As you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you become holy because He is the Holy Spirit. He will show you how to be holy. He will show you how to be prosperous. He will explain the scriptures to you. Oh, I used to wonder in my mind, I wish I was one of those two individuals on the road to Emmaus. Huh? And Jesus opened the scriptures to them. They cheated. No, I have the Holy Spirit. He can take me through from the Old Testament all the way down, revealing Jesus to me. He needs to grow in our consciousness. 
I pray that God gives you understanding today because this will change your life. Changing my life. Even while I'm sleeping, I'm focused. He's here. He's here. The Holy Spirit, the same God. God is a spirit. He seeks those to worship Him, to worship Him in spirit and in truth. He is the truth. He is the spirit. So he needs to grow in our consciousness. The early believers knew about this. They believed that the Holy Spirit was always with them. When they were before the Sanhedrin, they said, we are the witnesses of these things. We saw him raised from the dead. And they told them, and the Holy Spirit that he is giving to us, he is also a witness. So they were sure of the Holy Spirit. You can read that in Acts chapter 5, verse 32. In Acts chapter 13, verse 1 and 2, you can see there that the Holy Spirit was fully in charge of what God was doing. We need to be conscious of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. He is there. He loves you. He wants to live with you. And He is with you. You can believe Him with a man or of somebody in your home and you never speak to Him. How can you get to know that person? You ignore him like he's not there. He's just a judicial experience. I speak in tongues. I have received the Holy Spirit. But where is he? Do you know him? He is in your lap. He says in Acts chapter 13 verse 1 and 2. Now in the church that was at Antioch. There were certain prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon. Who was called Niger. Lucius. Of Cyrene, Manen, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul, and they ministered to the Lord and fasted. Who were they ministering to? They were ministering to the Lord and they fasted. While they did that, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit spoke. And notice, they gave him credit. The Holy Spirit spoke. And says, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I, not God, I, the Holy Spirit, have called them. He is the Lord of the harvest. Jesus said, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send laborers into his harvest. So who is the Lord of the harvest? The Holy Spirit. And here in the scripture, clearly he spoke. I want Saul and Barnabas. For the work that I've called them. He is the Lord of the harvest. I've been praying to him. I need workers at the Ark Fellowship. I've been praying to him. I'm not talking about ministers. People like to stand behind the pulpit. Uh, That's a different thing. I'm talking about workers. Those who will work for their God. I've been praying for that. Give me workers. Put us into your harvest field. He said... Pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send laborers into whose harvest? His. The harvest is the Holy Spirit. Everything has, right now, has to do with the Holy Spirit. And we don't even talk to him. We don't even acknowledge him. We acknowledge the Father, right? We acknowledge Jesus all the time. We sing about Jesus. Very few songs about the Holy Spirit. 
We need to give him his rightful place in the church and in our lives. That's when we'll begin to see miracles take place. He is the Lord. He is the Lord. They worship Jesus. We need to worship the Holy Spirit. He is the Lord. Jesus received worship. But while he was receiving worship, he was pointing them to the Father, right? The Holy Spirit will receive worship, but guess what? He will, he will point you to Jesus. Jesus said, when he is come, he will speak of me. He won't speak of himself. He will speak of me. But he's just like, he's the Lord. We need to give him his place. Just like they did in Bible days. Days of the New Testament. So what is the Holy Spirit like? Now we know what the Father is like. The Old Testament tells us about the Father. And the Father meets the need in our lives for a Father. Father God. We know what fatherhood is like. Father God. He meets that need. He's the one that provides. He's the one that protects. The one that strengthens. He's the strong arm in the home. Right? That's God the Father. When Jesus came, he even revealed more of the Father to us. Amen? His life. Jesus said, I and the Father are one. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Why are you asking to see the Father? This is the Father. This is what the Father looks like. So we know about Jesus. Everything is written in the New Testament about Jesus. Where he went, it was all about Jesus. He went here, he went that, he did that, he raised somebody from the dead, he did that, he raised Lazarus from the dead, he said this. It was all about Jesus. We know how Jesus lived this life. We know who he was. When you read, where do you read of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit has come to reveal even more of who Jesus is. But we need to learn to have communion with this Holy Spirit. Because as we know, get to know Him, He will be teaching us and revealing to us the greatness of our Lord Jesus. And as He lifts Him up in our lives, He'll draw all men, draw everything that is good towards your life. I ask that God will give you great revelation this morning. Jesus fulfills in our life, being a man, the needs that we have for a brother, a friend. A friend that sticks closer than a brother. That's Jesus. He was a man. He meets that need in our life. For a husband, he is the bridegroom of the church. He's a human being. Now, the Holy Spirit, he's different. He meets the need in our lives for our mother. He's the nurturer. Amen. He's the nurturer. They want to feed you the word so that you grow. We need him. We need him in our lives. You can't really make it without a, a good mother. <laughs> Amen. We need him. You know, kids learn things from mom, mama. Huh? We need him in our lives. Most of us, all we know about the Holy Spirit, oh, he descended from heaven upon Jesus. 
In the form of a dove. In the form of a dove when Jesus was baptized. He came from heaven. Well, the Holy Spirit is not a dove, you know. (laughs) He is God. But why in the form of a dove? The dove is gentle. The Holy Spirit is gentle. Very gentle. He doesn't get angry. You just grieve him when you do something. And he withdraws from you. That's the person of the Holy Spirit. He won't force himself on you. That's why you ask people, do you want to receive the Holy Spirit? No, I don't think so. He won't force himself. You can't be sleeping at night and you receive the Holy Spirit. It doesn't happen that way. Unless you really desire it. He just doesn't force himself on anybody. He is so gentle. He doesn't even speak of himself. He doesn't argue. That's why Jesus said every sin that a man commits, whether it's against the Father or against the Son, even if you blaspheme against the Father and you blaspheme against the, uh, the Son, you can be forgiven. But if you blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, you can never be forgiven because he doesn't defend himself. He won't argue with anybody. He is so gentle. It doesn't matter. And if we fellowship with him, he is the Holy Spirit. We will become like him with the fruit of the Spirit. Love, gentleness, patience, kindness, all of that. You become like the one you fellowship with. So we need to acknowledge him in our lives. We need to let him know that we know that he's there. Amen. All the time, he's always present. You need to know, let him know, and let him know he's welcome into your home, into your business, into your life, into everything that you're doing. He is the Lord. We need to let him know that. He is so gentle. He can be grieved. That's all he does. When he gets grieved, now you need to know this. The Holy Spirit is the only being that can take what is in the spirit realm and bring it into the material realm for you to see and feel. He's the only being that can do that. The only being. How was Jesus conceived? By the Holy Spirit. Yeah. From the unseen world into the seen world. He is the only one. That's why I said he is the Lord of the harvest. If you're going to get anything that's good in life, it's got to come through him. If it's got to come into the material world, only through the Holy Spirit. Remember in Genesis, God spoke. But before that, he said there was so much confusion in the world. I like to read that. Uh, in Genesis Chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, was hovering over the face of the waters. You see, picture of a dove again. Incubating. Hovering over the face of the water, waters. And then God spoke and the Holy Spirit makes it happen. We need him. And we need to acknowledge him daily in our lives. You know, people used to talk about practice the presence of God. 
Huh? Yeah. You change a lot. But I tell you even more. If you practice being in the presence of the Holy Spirit daily. And let him know daily he's welcome. Welcome Holy Spirit. Good morning. Whatever you want to say. God I thank you. Holy Spirit let's go. We're going over here. And I'm going to do this. Holy Spirit let's go. Same stupid. Foolish. But you know God takes the foolish things. Amen. Things that don't make sense. He uses those things to do mighty works on the earth. So we need to understand this. We need to acknowledge him. He should grow in our consciousness. We don't want to grieve him. Ephesians 4 verse uh, 30 through 32. It says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. How do you grieve the Holy Spirit? Let all bitterness and wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Notice the Holy Spirit is not grieved because of other sins. The sin that grieves the Holy Spirit, the one I just listed. Bitterness, anger, unforgiveness. Those things will shut out heaven in your life. It will. When you bear a grudge against a person, you have decided, I don't want to receive anything from God. That's what you did. Because when the Holy Spirit is grieved, and he won't argue with you, he just says, okay, I'll let you have your way. What happens from then on is nothing from the other side, the spirit realm gets transferred into your material life. Nothing. You've put yourself on the course of confusion. And things will begin to happen. And you begin to ask why. Because there is bitterness. How do you make him happy? He says love. Be kind to one another. Tender hearted. Forgiving one another. Even as Christ has forgiven you. That's what I want to get into that. Because as you please him. As you make him happy. Welcome in your home. The sunshine in your home. He's so glad to be with you. Boy things will begin to happen. And you begin to ask. Am I doing everything right? Why is God blessing me so much? <laughs> What's going on here? God I'm sure. I hope everything is okay. Because you're blessing me. I heard the preacher say that. What is going on God? Why are you blessing me so much? <laughs> Am I doing everything right? Because the blessing said yeah. When he feels like a sunshine in, my, in your home. Your heart. Your life. Things will begin to happen. And nothing can hold you back. But we need to fellowship with him. Amen. From this very day. I'm asking you. People of the Ark Fellowship, make that decision today. I am going to fellowship with the Holy. He's God. And He lives in you. He's not angry with you. It's not about you doing anything. And I'm going to show you this very powerful picture of the Holy Spirit. He's not angry with you. He just wants to fellowship with you. You're focused on that scene in your life. Oh, I'm doing this. That's why God is not happy with me. And if there's no bitterness, he's happy with you. The problem is maybe you're not fellowshipping with him enough. Because <laughs> you change your life. 
If you can change your life, why come to church? Stay home. <laughs> Watch CNN. Mm-hmm. He is the one that changes our lives. His fellowship with Him that changes us. You can change yourself. His fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He'll make it happen. He'll transform you. He'll make you a different person. He created you in the first place. He can make you different. He can put words in your mouth. He can cause miracles to take place in your life. And we know that uh, your sister is going to be healed this morning, Tracy. This won't be the first time. But because the Holy Spirit is here. He's the one that gives the healing. He gets the glory. Let me show you a very powerful picture of the Holy Spirit here. In Genesis chapter 8, verse 6 through 12. So it came to pass at the end of 40 days that Noah opened the windows of the ark which he had made. Then he sent out a raven which kept going to and fro until the waters had dried up from the earth. This raven will not come back into the ark, I believe. He kept going back and forth. And I think he was going out, feeding on the carcasses that were floating on the water, and coming back and hanging out in, uh, around the ark. He wants to be out. Nobody's going to restrict me. I'm going back out. That's the picture of the devil. Going to and fro. To and fro. So there was a need to send a dove, a picture of the Holy Spirit. He said, he also sent out from himself, from himself a dove, to see if the waters had receded from the face of the ground. But the dove found no resting place for the sole soul of her foot. And she returned into the ark to him. For the waters were on the face of the whole, the whole earth. So he put out his hand and took her and drew her into the ark to himself. And he waited yet another seven days, and again he sent the dove out from the ark. Then the dove came to him in the evening, and behold, a freshly plucked olive leaf was in her mouth. And Noah knew that the water from the earth. So he waited yet another seven days, and sent out the dove which did not return again to him anymore. Let me give you this picture. Now, as already said, the raven is the devil going to and fro. Reading Job, Job Job chapter 1. He goes to and fro in the earth. That's the devil. But the dove was sent out. The dove, when it was sent out the first time, represents the Old Testament time before Jesus came. And the dove could not stay on the earth The spirit couldn't stay on the earth, but had to go back to the father because the earth was filled with sin. The flood. The reason for the flood was because of sin. The dove couldn't stay. The Holy Spirit couldn't stay. Went back to the father. The father received him up to himself. And then it says, after seven days, on the Sabbath, seven days, he sent the dove out again. And guess what the dove did this time? The dove was out all day and came back in the evening with an olive branch saying, I have made peace. That represents Christ when he came. He was the only one that the dove was in. Amen? And he came to us, the only one that the dove was 
at peace in. And he had a brief time on the earth. Amen? But when he finished his work on the earth, he returned to the Father with an olive branch. I have made peace. You can release the Holy Spirit now. And when the dove went in after seven days to the earth, didn't go back again, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit that I will send to you, he will remain with you even till the very end. Amen. It's not going back. Basically, it has nothing to do with your sin. The same question is taken care of. If you believe. Now what he wants is a relationship with you. A place to plant his foot. Amen. To be in your life. And you fellowship with him. And get to know him. So that your life is transformed. From glory to glory. That's what we need from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is gentle, but he's not weak. Another metaphor for the Holy Spirit is wind. The wind blows. And you hear the sound of it. And you feel it, but you cannot tell where he's coming from or where he's going. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. And you'll find that in John chapter 3. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came to the earth, released from heaven to come to the earth. And the Bible said it came as a rushing mighty wind. You see, wind is felt all over the world at the same time. Jesus was confined just to one place, but the Holy Spirit can be felt all over the world at the same time. Sometimes his wind is gentle. Sometimes it's a mighty rushing wind. When God is about to do something in your life, he comes in as a mighty rushing wind. That's how powerful. But this powerful being can be restricted, grieved, and quenched. First Thessalonians said, Verse 5, verse 19, it says, don't quench the Holy Spirit. We have the ability to do that by the way we behave. That means if you don't restrict him, if you don't quench him, boy, he's going to be doing mighty works in your life. So do everything to make him know he is welcomed in your life. Amen. Talk to him. Minister to him. Just like they did. They were ministering to the Lord. And then the Holy Spirit said. Give me Paul and Barnabas. And you know what happened after that. That's why you're here. Because of Paul and Barnabas. Amen. That's why you're sitting here today. Because the Holy Spirit spoke. So we need to have fellowship. With the Holy Spirit. Amen. Get to know him. Know him. There are three levels to knowing the Holy Spirit. The first level I call the Holy Spirit with us. And the Holy Spirit is not just come to the church. He's come into the world. You have to understand that. He says when he is come, he will convict the world of sin. So he's talking to you. You were in the world one time before you came to Christ. He convicted you, right? Not condemnation, but conviction. He told you, hey, that's not the way to go. You want to come my way so I can live in you? Amen. Just 
Say, you're sorry. And accept Jesus. And I can come into you. And life will be beautiful after that. I came that you might have life. And have it more abundantly. And you listened. And you accepted Jesus. And then we go into the second level of relationship. The Holy Spirit in us. Jesus told the disciples, he said, the world, if you are still in the world and have not accepted Christ as your Savior, you cannot receive the Holy Spirit. He won't come into you. He said, the Holy Spirit, you know him. He has been with you because he was right there with Jesus. And Jesus said, he will be in you. And that's exactly what happened. He was in them. Anyone who receives Jesus as his Savior, the Holy Spirit comes into you. Just like he did the creation creation and changed the whole world and brought light and brought order out of confusion. When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit, just as you begin to speak those words and say, God, I repent. I want you into my life. The light goes on because at that same time, the word was spoken, let there be light. And the Holy Spirit brings up the light. And then the joy of a new creation. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Oh, if you are in Christ, a new creature, because the Holy Spirit now lives in you. But then we need to experience him in the third level, that's the level of the Holy Spirit upon you. The Holy Spirit upon you. That's what the, the, the prophets of, the, of old, including King David, had. The Holy Spirit came on them. You wonder why they did so many miracles? Because the Holy Spirit was on them. Wasn't in them, was on them. You have these three levels to go. Makes you different. It was with you, in you, and on you. So the Bible says... And you shall receive power, Acts 1 verse 8. And you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses. Not will, maybe, you will be witnesses. God will make you a showcase to the world after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So we need to experience the Holy Spirit in all of these levels. To really have Konania, true fellowship with Him. All of them. No condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. No longer can we be condemned? We're free from that. But now, what we need is true fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He is the Lord of the harvest. Amen? He is the Lord of the harvest. We need to fellowship with Him. Talk to Him. Acknowledge His presence. Just like you talk to Jesus. And He's there in your consciousness. In your car, something goes wrong. You call on Jesus, right? But tell Him. When you're going somewhere, take the Holy Spirit with you. I'm going for this interview. I want you to go with me, Holy Spirit. Let's go for this interview. I'm going to preach. Holy Spirit, let's go and preach to them. 
Amen. And let him be the Lord of the harvest. Constantly acknowledge his presence in your life. Do that. Amen. Amen. Secondly, develop a partnership with him. People get into partnership in business to make profit. Amen. (laughs) You want to profit in life? Make him your senior partner. Amen. Make him your senior partner. The senior partner in the business is the one that comes up with the ideas. What to do in the business. Right? Let's do this. Let's do that. And let's go here. This is what to do. They come up. They dream. They are the dreamers. They bring all of these ideas and they have the resources to back it. Right? And they say now, the junior partner needs to run with it. Amen? Get off the driver's seat. Let the Holy Spirit and you just ride with him. You will profit in life if you do that. Amen. Musicians, please come back. We need to acknowledge. If you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's such a sweet thing to accept him as your Lord and Savior. And if you're sick in your body, this is the time to get healed. Because as we speak of the Holy Spirit, he is here. He is the one that brings the manifestation into being. He is right here with us. So I want you to stand up and we'll be welcoming the Holy Spirit into this place this morning. And I'm going to call on the uh, prayer partners to please come out. And if there is any need in your life, no matter what it is, God is going to meet that need this morning. I declare it in the name of Jesus. Even if it's financial, God will meet that need. If it's relational, God will meet that need. Whatever the need is, if you're sick in the body and you need God to heal you, God will make that uh, your body strong this morning and it will heal you. It will make that happen to you this morning in Jesus' name. Let's welcome the Holy Spirit. Please stand up with me. I will welcome in this place Holy Spirit Thou art welcome in this You may come now. You may come. You may come. Agree with somebody. Have mercy and grace. Thou art welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, glad to come here. And we're going to lay our hands on you. We had a lady healed here some months ago. She couldn't walk when she walked in here. Uh, we had a healing service. They helped her to sit. But by the time the service was over, she was running all over this place. And God healed her. You came to Jesus today. And he's going to give you healing. Because he loves you. I'd like you to put your hands on her right now. Take the oil. No, no. Put the oil in her hand. And I know in her. Okay? Thank you. We can put it in her. Father, I just thank you. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to speak to whoever I've been entertaining some kind of fear in your life. You need to let that fear go. It's coming from the enemy. What you are thinking will never happen. 
it will never happen. You need to trust God. God is with you. You have done nothing to offend God. He is pleased with you. You need to receive that. Amen. Would you just put your hands up to the Lord as we close? These will be praying up here. Father, we give you praise. Spirit of the living God, we welcome you into our lives. We thank you for coming to dwell with us, to live with us, to fellowship with us, to eat with us, to do work with us. We are very grateful to you, Lord. We acknowledge your presence. We know we are blessed of the Lord. And we, because you are in our lives, we will never know want. And we thank you. Be with your people today. Be with us forever, according to the word of the Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name. And the people of God said, Amen. 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 God bless you.